70% of business to business buyers have their buying decisions influenced by some sort of social media. And when they dug into what social media channels, it was an overwhelming that, that LinkedIn was the channel that most buyers are using. So to answer your question, what can most companies do to start? That is help their reps develop a brand in within LinkedIn and help them create a LinkedIn profile that is optimized for the customer. And that's the key here. It's not optimizing your LinkedIn profile for your next job. It's not an online resume. It's an online resource. And you want your customers to go there and to look to, to research you as a salesperson before they even reach out to you. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got John Crowley on in the hot seat here, and he's going to be telling us why salespeople must create their own brand. So really exciting topic. John is the co-founder and creator of the Knuckle Dragging Sales System. John started in pharma sales and rose through the ranks to be the VP of sales for a Fortune 15 company. He now speaks to sales organizations across the country, helping other knuckle draggers as a, a sales coach and mentor. Welcome to the show, John. Steve, I appreciate it. Pleasure to be on. So tell me, why do you think it's important that every salesperson builds a brand? Uh, I I actually think that everybody has a brand, whether they like it or not. The question is, do they control the narrative around that brand? Um, most companies that you talk to, most, not all, but most will, will want their salespeople in particular to have a brand that is the company or is the product. And you know that works out fine as long as the job is still there. But the, the phone calls that I usually get come from top sales professionals, people that are at the top of their game that unfortunately due to powers outside of their control have been downsized. And all of a sudden they're out there on the marketplace with no job uh, and their brand is that company or that product that they've been representing for the last you know so many years. So um, I think it's really important that salespeople develop that brand and that they control the narrative right out of the gate. How do you do that? How do you get started building a brand? So I think the first thing is you've got to come up with your personal value proposition. Um, and the structure that I use that I work with my, um, uh, my uh, students is we start with um, I help and then we insert uh, the customer. So I help, and in my particular case, I help sales professionals accomplish what? So what do they accomplish? Um, so I help them build a brand. And then the last piece is so that they can and then insert the outcome so they can take back control of their career and make more money. So again, that structure is I help uh, insert the, the customer's name, accomplish, insert what they, what they uh, accomplish, and then the outcome, the long-term outcome of that accomplishment. Uh, so that's where you usually start is you've got to create that personal branding statement and then take that branding statement and include it in every type of written video, audio, any type of content that you're putting out in the, into the world, you want to put that brand's positioning statement out there with it. That, that makes a ton of sense. And, and how do you make yourself unique when you're building that personal brand? You know, that's a good question. And it's something that, you know, 
we, as I work with students, we can spend a lot of time thinking about, to be honest with you, so few reps are building a brand. You don't have to do anything that is, you know, crazy different. Uh, I think if you just speak honestly uh, and, and speak to the customer, right? So who are you trying to help? That customer, that is the way you become unique as opposed to being the robot who just regurgitates the features and benefits of your product. If you can talk about how you're helping your customer accomplish their goals, not your goals, their goals, that's probably the best way to differentiate yourself versus other people that more than likely don't even have a brand. Can you give an example of someone that built a personal brand and succeeded with it? Yeah, I'll, I'll use myself as the example. So um, about eight years ago, I was a sales rep. I was working for a big, huge Fortune 5 company, and uh, I went to go to work for a startup. Unfortunately, the Fortune 5 company didn't like the startup, didn't like that I was going there, and they sued me for breaching my non-compete. So I had to spend two years out in the marketplace just trying to fend for myself and, and make money. And what I ended up doing was I, I was consulting with other healthcare companies at the time um, all around their sales process and their sales systems. And so I branded myself as the healthcare sales mentor, healthcare sales coach. And over the course of three years, I was able to pick up enough business to put food on the table and keep a roof over the family's head. Um, but after three years of really taking that brand, that healthcare sales mentor and putting it everywhere, all of a sudden I started getting inbound interest from companies um, that were coming to me and looking for me to step in as a VP of sales. So I literally went in the course of three years from being a, a guy that was out on the streets, carrying the bag, knocking on doors to the vice president of sales for a fortune 15 company, um, all because I had built this brand around being the healthcare sales mentor. I didn't, invest in myself in any additional way. It was strictly all around building this brand that really catapulted my career to the next level. So what happens, uh, what's a way that you could build the wrong brand? Uh, can you build the wrong brand? I, you know, I, th I think the only way you build a wrong brand is if you don't have one or if that brand is really tied to your, to your company. Um, the thing that most people get hung up on is that they think that their brand, they're going to go and uh, they'll die with their brand kind of, you know, tattooed to their forehead. You can adjust your brand as time goes on. And I'd rather see people put a line in the sand and stick to that brand for a little while and then let it evolve over time. Like I said, my brand was the healthcare sales mentor. I've now evolved that towards the, the sales mentor um, and, and dropped the healthcare piece because I've been working with so many people outside of that industry. You can evolve your brand over time, uh, especially if your brand really focuses on the customer and helping them out. Uh, so, you know, again, the, the only wrong brand is no brand at all. So one thing that, that kind of pops out at me is if you're a company, uh, maybe you're like, oh, I don't want my reps to have a brand that could be in conflict with, with my brand. But at the same time, I could see reps having a brand actually ending up driving more sales for that company. So mm -hmm. if you're a company, why, why do you want your reps to, have a, to, to develop their own personal brands? And, and what are the risks? What are the concerns? How, how should you think about this trade-off? Yeah, unfortunately, you hit the nail on the head where this is the conversation a lot of companies have is they don't want their reps developing their own brand. I can tell you um, anecdotally in the, the reps that I have worked with, it's not as if their brand conflicts with the company they're working for. The idea is to create a brand that complements 
the company that they're working for. Um, and the best way to do it, it, I have found, is to, to, to try to pilot it with the company, to sit down with whoever your boss is as a, as a salesperson, your, your manager, as well as maybe your marketing company, and talk about what you want to do, how you want to create a brand around uh, your product or your, your company that aligns with what their goals are, but is not identical. Um, and the best way to do that is once you've got the buy-in from the company, is if they can help you with unbranded, unbranded content, meaning stuff that is not exclusively for your product or selling your particular product to a particular customer. If you can create value through unbranded content, that is one way to work with the company and not work against your own company. So tell me about, uh, tell me about the results that a company can, can attain and, and what, I guess first, what can a company do to get their salespeople to start building their individual brands? Because I, I mean, from my perspective, I, I, I see a ton of value in, in, in this for a company because your sales reps are going to sell more. So if, if you are a company that believes that this would help in your industry and in your business for your sales reps to have a brand, um, how can you, what can you do to encourage that behavior and how can you support that behavior? You know, so you bring up a good point and in, in most business to business, um, interactions, LinkedIn is the social media channel that most, um, buyers are on. There was a study, I believe it was done by Pew research and they looked at B2B buyers and they found that 70% of business to business buyers have their buying decisions influenced by some sort of social media. And when they dug into what social media channels, it was an overwhelming that, that LinkedIn was the channel that most buyers are using. So to answer your question, what can most companies do to start? That is help their reps develop a brand in within LinkedIn and help them create a LinkedIn profile that is optimized for the customer. And that's the key here. It's not optimizing your LinkedIn profile for your next job. It's not an online resume. It's an online resource. And you want your customers to go there and to look to, to research you as a salesperson before they even reach out to you. That, that's what happens a lot of times is that our customers are going online. They're doing research uh, about us, about our products, and then they're calling us when it's just a, a conversation about price, we want to get interjected earlier into the buying decision in order to influence their buying, uh, uh, buying patterns. The, this is really cool. So what do you do to a LinkedIn pro profile specifically to, to accomplish this? So I'm glad you asked. I've got a, a, an ebook that I wrote and I'll, uh, at the end of the podcast, I'll give you the link to that. Um, you can download the ebook and it'll walk you through the, to me, there's eight steps to a killer LinkedIn profile. And these are eight different areas that you want to optimize to answer your question. I think that if the, of the eight, the two that are the most important is one to use a professional photo right? You're, you're 11 times more likely to have your profile viewed if you have a professional photo. So that's one. And you don't need to go and pay to have somebody do a headshot. Just go out in your backyard, use the portrait mode on your iPhone and take a good quality headshot. 
So that's one. And then two is your LinkedIn heading. So when you create your LinkedIn profile, you know, the heading that's directly below your name, it's going to default to your current job title. You want to change that heading to include keywords that your ideal buyer would search on LinkedIn if they were looking for somebody in your particular space. So for example, you know, my LinkedIn profile, I'm selling my services to, you know, uh, sales professionals. So I put sales coach, anyone who searches sales coach, I'm going to pop up towards the top of that. But the, the point point here is you don't want to have your title in that heading section unless that's something specifically your buyer would search on LinkedIn. And there's six other areas that you want to optimize in order to have what you consider an all-star profile. And uh, that ebook will walk you through exactly what you need to do and how you go about doing it. Well, that sounds awesome. I mean, I feel like that's something that we could all take, you know, an hour on a Saturday afternoon and do and, and see some value. I, uh, I just did a, a keynote with a uh, pharmaceutical company and um, we did a training section after it was, it was all around optimizing the LinkedIn profile. And it was the feedback we got was fantastic because all of a sudden these reps are getting their own customers that are reaching out to them and asking questions, even though they've had LinkedIn profiles in the past, they were on LinkedIn. Now all of a sudden customers are reaching out and engaging with them because they optimized that LinkedIn profile for the customer and not for their next job, which is probably the biggest error that most people make is they use it as their online resume. Yeah. I mean, even just that shift in mentality of going from LinkedIn is a place that I basically post my resume mm -hmm. and keep in touch with people from my last job to um, LinkedIn is a lead source that people learn about my company and me and can help me sell stuff. That's that, that mindset shift alone could be, could, could be really helpful for, for our listeners, I think. Yeah. I, so, you know, my, my background has been in healthcare. I just want to share this one anecdote with you. So, um, in the world of healthcare, you know, physicians are the number one most called on, um, profession in the world, right? More than lawyers, more than any, any other profession, they get called on by salespeople more than any other um, profession. And one of the things that I get pushback is companies and reps in particular say, my doctors aren't on LinkedIn. There's studies that have shown that only 1% of doctors are going onto LinkedIn and creating content, like writing a blog or, or putting a post up there. So that's 1%. 9% of them are going in there and they're, they're curating other people's content. So they may see something that I wrote and then share that with their um, network. And then again, only 9%. But what they found in this research was that 90% of physicians are going onto LinkedIn and they're consuming that content. So they may not be sharing it, liking it, saying anything about it, but they're reading that content. The reason I tell you that is because you've got doctors that are more, the most called upon profession in the world, and yet they have the time to go and read content on LinkedIn. It's very powerful, and even though your customers may not be sharing stuff, they're on there consuming the information. The question is, what information do you want them consuming about you? Yeah, they're they're on Instagram too. I've got a bunch of friends that are doctors, and they're uh, they're they're on Instagram, like putting their like talking about their services and making little videos on like here's what I do, like here's this, here's how this process works, here's how this procedure works. Um, but yeah, that, that well, what other we talked about LinkedIn. What other what other places should a field salesperson be going, and what should they be doing to to build their personal brand? Is it is it other social media sites, what else is it? 
So the reason I've, I've focused on LinkedIn is just because the data shows that the buyers are on LinkedIn. There's plenty of buyers that are on Facebook and Twitter. And like you said, Instagram. Um, and my advice is conquer LinkedIn first. Once you've mastered LinkedIn and you're engaging, then start to open up your social media channels and find whatever A, your customer's on and B, works best with you, right? If you're somebody who is quick and likes short one, one two liners, Twitter may be your, your route. If you like pictures and videos, like you said, it might be Instagram. Um, but, but hands down, bar none, get into LinkedIn make it your own uh, and then master that. Once you've mastered that, move on to some of the other channels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it, uh, it, it might depend also on who your, who your customers are, what demographic are they? My, my mom's on Facebook. My little sister's friends are all on Instagram, right? So it's, uh, it probably depends on who, you, who, who's buying, who are you selling to? Great point. Very good point. Uh, what, what else, uh, what, what are other brand building things people should do besides social media? Um, so like I said, you've got to get on LinkedIn and, and really optimize your LinkedIn profile. The other thing that you can do is start creating content. Um, and that really is the magic key to this whole scenario is whether you're writing content to yourself or you're working with your marketing department in, in uh, curating other people's content. Content is absolutely the king. And the more information that you put out there, the higher a probability that you have elevated your, the perception of yourself within your customer segment um, as being a, a thought leader and expert. So creating and, and um, sharing content is probably the number one tactic that works the best. Well, and, and maybe that circles back to one of your earlier points. I wonder, uh, I wonder if a company can support its sales reps. I mean, if you're a company that had 300 sales reps, maybe it's hard to expect them to all create a bunch of unique, cool content. But what if, as a company, you created the content and then got and, and gave it out to them and said, hey, post this kind of with a unique thing that you're saying and, and to your networks and you can start, but build content that they could use to build their brand that they can push out to these, to these different, uh, different places. So you can basically enable your sales reps to build a brand. That's a, that's the number one, you know, key to this whole thing. If, if you can work with the marketing department and have them creating that content, and then you're just pushing it out to your, your, your followers, that is where this, this whole you know, online social selling, you know, uh, access selling where all of that plays. Uh, and, and that's how you really start to master date, master those, uh, those different channels. Who, whose responsibility should this be in a big organization? Who's, who's responsible for enabling the sales teams to build a, uh, and all the salespeople on it to build a brand? You know, I, that's a, that's a tough question. I think, you know, there's certainly responsibility that lays on marketing in, in the sales uh, department. Um, but really, I think if, if there's anything, the accountability comes down to the sales rep. Again, if you're going to leave the company at some point in the future and you're going to look for another job or you may be forced out the door and be forced to look for another job, I think it is on your plate to do this because, you know, if you wait for marketing or sales to do it, you could be waiting forever. This is still the, the beginning of this social selling revolution. Most people are not doing it. They're not on LinkedIn. They're not doing any of these activities that help them build a brand. Um, and I don't think you want to wait for your company to um, encourage that because by the time that happens, it's going to be too late that that ship will have sailed. So talk about some of the results you think companies would see or individuals would see if, uh, 
if they if they go about building a brand really effectively. Yeah, like I said, so I built my own personal brand, and um, I, I worked at a a big Fortune you know fifty company, and um, we piloted uh, what we call this this access selling. You know, going on LinkedIn and creating a brand. We piloted it with one sales rep. It was a positive pilot, and then we rolled it out to the entire organization. Within a year, we increased sales one hundred and seventy percent. So um, there's plenty of data that's out there that shows that encouraging your reps to build a brand um, and then facilitating that and, and um, providing them with the content to share um, does have a positive ROI uh, in a very short period of time. Uh, those are, those are eye popping numbers. What, uh, what are some challenges that uh, either salespeople or a company who's rolling out a system like this, a brand building system, uh, what, what are some challenges or difficulties they might, they might face or run into? So I think there's, there's two big ones. The first is marketing and sales alignment. If those two organizations are not fully aligned, you're just not going to be able to get the content that's, that is needed. So that'd be one. Number two is, you know, hitting publish on LinkedIn is scary. Like the first time you go and you write an article or you share something on LinkedIn, whether you wrote it or somebody else wrote it, people get very nervous and I think they're, they're nervous about what the perception of them is going to be. So getting over that fear of putting yourself out there online is probably the number one biggest uh, hurdle that people have to get past because they're just so afraid to do something that reflects poorly on them. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I, <laughs> I've, I've gone with a different strategy, put out, put out so much stuff that, uh, that the embarrassing stuff is hard to even find in the, in the, in the pile of, of stuff I've done over the years. You hit the nail on the head though, but that, that's the, that's the right mentality. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm sure lots of stuff I've done is terribly embarrassing. Have, have you seen my how to dress in sales video? Embarrassing. <laughs> no, I haven't. Mar but I'll check Mar it out. Marketing made me do it. I didn't want to do it. They made me. <laughs> <laughs> they got me dressed up in a cowboy hat. It's it's awful. <laughs> uh, I'll have to search it out now. It, it's it's pretty funny. There's some good. It, it's it's a great video. It's one of our popular videos. Just I think I look like such a jackass, but um, but it actually has some good tips on how to dress in field sales. That's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, how can you think about the growth of your personal brand throughout your career? How do you, how, how should, are there milestones? Are there you know, things that you should be focused on? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because I, the point of that question is that it, this is a long-term strategy. It's not short-term. So when you think about this, um, one, focus on your customer, not on yourself, right? D design your LinkedIn profile as if your customer is reading it and not as the next hiring manager that you're trying to get a job for is reading it. So that's one. And then two, try to make it less transactional and more relationship driven. Meaning this isn't like where you're not going on to LinkedIn and you're selling your product. What you're trying to do is elevate your, the perception in the marketplace of you as a thought leader. And the way you're going to do that is through content. The way you're going to do that is by being more relationship driven and not transactional. It's not just about the next sale and not the next close. And you never, ever, ever try to close business on LinkedIn. You always take it off, whether it be in person, if you're a field-based rep or over the phone, if you're an inside rep, um, but make it less transactional and more relationship. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. 
Well, the, the next step is sales in 60 seconds, the next section of the program here today. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions with the goal of uh, giving quick, succinct answers. Okay, I'm ready. So uh, first question, if you only had three minutes with a prospect, what would you say? Only had three minutes. So kind of, kind of an elevator, so elevator pitch situation. What, what do you think really needs to come across? Yeah. So honestly, I wouldn't say a word. Uh, I would ask questions. Um, I would spend an hour before sitting down with them researching that customer. And then I would come up with just some questions that made the customer know that I had done my homework going into that meeting. And what are some tools that you recommend? Well, I guess we've kind of already talked about this question that we prepped, but what are some tools, uh, I guess, other than social that you recommend for building a personal brand? Yeah, my, my favorite is, a, a, it's an app called Buffer. Um, a lot of times it's an extension that you can put on your, um, your web browser. What Buffer does is it enables you to share content, so articles, blog posts, whatever it may be, across a multitude of different channels. So with you know, three clicks, I can share an article that I found online with my LinkedIn followers, my Facebook followers, Twitter, Instagram. It goes to all of them at one shot. And the piece that I really love about Buffer is that it optimizes the time, meaning it may be the best time to send a LinkedIn you know, article at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday and it's going to send it then. And it may send it uh, at a different time on a different date for other social media channels. So Buffer, hands down, and it's, it's free for the most part. You've, they've got uh, upgrades that you can buy, but Buffer's the, my favorite. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think my marketing team does use that. I think we have the. I think I have to pay for it though. But that's that, that's how it usually goes. For an individual, it's like free, and they they get you if you're a company. It's exactly right. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure they're using that because then they, they they can well one of those mass publishing tools. But uh, mm -hmm. because I, I know it, like they they'll take a blog or whatever video, and then it'll push automatically to all different places. Exactly. Yep, makes it much easier. How do you? How do you uh, build trust and sincerity as a salesperson? You listen. You listen to what that, that customer has to say, what they're dealing with, and then you insert whatever you picked up during that listening part, um, you insert that into your pitch. What do you think the most challenging part of sales is? Personally, I think it's the mindset. You know, I think, I think sales is the hardest job on the planet. You deal with constant rejection. I think if you're a field-based sales rep, you feel as if you're on an island. The, you have very little connectivity to the office or connectivity into other salespeople. Um, I think a lot of times it's real easy to go into a negative mindset or that downward spiral where you know the, 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 everything is collapsing in on you. And at the same time, I think it's one of the greatest jobs on the planet. You've got the freedom to do as you please. If you're successful, a lot of times companies and managers leave you alone um, and there's a lot of upside. So all that to say, trying to keep a positive mindset for me is hands down the most challenging part of any sales organization. Yeah. Given that you're an expert in creating a personal brand, what's your best advice that you would like to give the field sales people listening today? So start today. That's the number one thing is just start doing it today. You can plan to build a brand for years and never do anything. Um, but I, you know, go to, um, I've got a, a website, it's knuckledraggingsales.com backslash Steve. So that's for you, Steve. And you can download that LinkedIn ebook. It's totally free. Optimize your LinkedIn profile, start sharing content, and just remember, 
it's nothing is carved in stone. So if you set a, you know, a brand in one direction and then in the future you've got to pivot, that's absolutely fine. It's doable. It's easy. Um, but it's better than having no brand whatsoever. Am I crazy to think that someone could 80, 20, this in like an hour, like, like do major improvements to their profile. If they download your thing, jump on their, jump on the LinkedIn profile and crank out, crank out some changes. Could they, could they, is this 80, 20 in an hour? Absolutely. Absolutely. In an hour. That was, that was my guess. Go do it guys. Go, yeah. go, go, go fix the problem. <laughs> exactly right. So uh, as a final takeaway, what should the field salespeople listening to today do as a first step towards getting started on creating a personal brand? So go to knuckledraggingsales.com backslash Steve and uh, download that, that opt that uh, LinkedIn ebook and uh, get started on it today. Awesome. And we'll, we'll link that in our, in, in the show notes here. Um, all right. Well, there's been some great tips here today. I'm going to try to summarize what we've talked about, uh, so, so that everyone that's driving, et cetera, can, can get a good feel for, uh, just be reminded since they can't take notes. So in summary, um, everyone already has a brand. The, the question is, do they control the narrative around that brand? Companies often can take over a person's personal brand and this can really hamper a salesperson's career. It's really important to build your own brand and you can start by creating a personal branding statement and put it into all your interactions that you have with prospects and customers. Work to speak honestly and truly speak about how you can help your customers reach their goals. You can build the wrong brand if you a, if you don't build one at all, or if you're only branding around your company. Remember to also work to evolve your brand over time. You always just need to focus on the customer and understanding how to help them. Companies should support salespeople creating their own personal brand that aligns with the company's goals. Um, ultimately, if your reps have built a personal brand, the company will sell more. So it's in the company's best interest to think about this and, and, and enable this with, uh, with marketing air cover. Companies should work with salespeople on optimizing their LinkedIn profiles since most buyers are on social media, even, even the elusive doctor. Um, optimize your LinkedIn profile, not just for your next job, but optimize it for your next customer. On LinkedIn, make sure you have a professional picture and update your headline, not just to describe your current position, but to talk about what your buyer is looking for, meaning the products or services or value that you provide. Master LinkedIn first, and then open up to the other social media platforms to reach buyers in other places. The platforms that your buyers are on can really shift based on who you're selling to and where their demographic is most active, but LinkedIn's the place to start. Work with the marketing department in your company to help get this type of content created for these platforms and then customize it to your personal brand. John experienced a 170% increase in sales at his company by building personal brands with all the sales reps. So, I mean, this is, this is highly actionable stuff here, highly, highly impactful. Finally, as a salesperson, you need to take the initiative to build up your personal brand and you can start today.
So, John, um, where can listeners learn more about your work, reach out to you? If this resonated with them, how do they get in touch? Yeah, the best way is uh, go to knuckledraggingsales.com. Uh, that's, that's the best way to get in touch with me or, or find out anything else that we provide. Awesome. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. This is a really cool concept, I think. Um, if, uh, if, if you have any ideas that you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out at feedback at outsidesalestalk.com. Um, and if, if you can think of anyone that this is especially helpful to or that, that you think could, could help, would be helped by building a personal brand, feel free to, uh, to forward this on it. You know, it's valuable information and it's always, uh, always a, a nice thing for, to share useful stuff with people. And I, I think this one's super useful. Take care until next week.